0: Welcome, it's Papa's Basement. I'm your host, John Papa Giorgio. I'm joined today by co-host Molly Hackerlang. Meow! (laughs) (laughs) A reference to something that happened right before the show started. Sorry it's fine it's fine
1: i thought i would lend verisimilitude to your environment
0: (laughs) yes yes you did a spot-on impression of the cat that i had to lock in my bedroom because it can somehow eerily detect the instant i am recording a podcast and runs to my room to not shut the fuck up because god forbid i have silence in this household
1: (laughs) that's what they call pulling focus roxy yeah (laughs)
0: little son of a bitch uh, yeah, um, so we have not recorded. I think I last recorded Sunday night with my old improv teacher, Sean Westfall. I should say former. He's, he's young. He's <laughs> strapping. He's virile. There's nothing old to Sean at all. And, uh, and co-host Michael Johnson, who's not been on the show in a minute, but Michael leads a weird, busy life like that where, <laughs> You know, he, he quit doing this to do a Washington football team sports podcast. And then you're like, Michael, do you want to record a podcast now? It's like, yeah, but I'm also doing the play True West right now. And you're like, all right, Michael, you fucking <laughs> have fun living this life of variety.
1: How dare he abandon the stable career of comedy <laughs> podcast to go pursue <laughs> other avenues?
0: I just I I don't have that in me. I on one hand, I can kind of like say, "LOL," the lack of focus. On the other, I'm I'm impressed by someone who has that variety of interests because I don't know what happened. Like in my entire adult life, I've cared about like lifting and comedy,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> and that's that's kind of it. You know, like if people, are like, what else do you care about? I'm like, uh, is pornography a hobby or an addiction? You know, like. <laughs>
1: um i think it actually counts as um a hobby <laughs> um so it's... you know there you go
0: yeah okay then... like macrame yeah and we've made it to three
1: um i um yeah i at this point a- admire anybody who isn't ambitious
0: <laughs> really Anyone?
1: yeah um because you know everyone's ambitious now so it feels very old hat <laughs>
0: Well, I think it's funny you are being in New York City and you have this background where you've been exposed to a lot of people who had risen very high in the arts Um, because we've I we've talked a ton off air the past like week or so. Yeah, like to the point where I'm almost like, "Why are we even doing a podcast?" Because we've done ten <laughs> hours of material off together.
1: I know, right? I'm so I'm sorry that I've been talking to you this much. How um, dare you
0: burden me with your friendship?
1: I should have given you a chance to miss me and accumulate material.
0: No, I'm a bottomless pit of need. There will always <laughs> be more. So, you, when we have talked, you've mentioned a couple times, like. It's not that you're against the idea of making it, but for you, like, making it, air quotes, is very much like people need to find their peace doing what they're doing. And they need to do what they want to do uh, out of love and not a sense of, like, this is my next career move.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like we're... um we're fixated on the wrong aspects of what we're doing. And I, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, a cultural thing or a social media, thing. you know, it's stupid to um, try to attribute it to whatever when really it's probably just a human thing of like, you know, wanting to prove that you existed in some way, but maybe like letting that drive your anxiety mm-hmm. um, and make you like lose your sense of self as opposed to finding yourself and not, yeah i mean it seems a little backwards to be like i need to be famous and i need to rise to the heights of you know society or be recognized for blah 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 as opposed to just being like hey i really like doing this thing and i just want to get really good at doing what i do or i want to do it authentically and not even worry about whether or not yeah you know. and i'm i think i want that happy medium where mm-hmm. it's like, look, I've done
0: this... I, I think you didn't know how long I've done this goddamn podcast. <laughs> I didn't.
1: So, like, I really didn't. Apparently it started off with like two tin cans and a bit of string. Yeah.
0: Like, it was actually... uh, It predates the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> like, I don't want to get into my age, but I, I am a southern vampire, kind of Anne Rice style. Mm-hmm. No, I... It's coming up on the fifteenth anniversary of it. And I I would like to see just a consistently growing, even if it's not exponential or something. But you would like to see audience growth. You know what I mean? you want to see nice. more people exposed to your crap, more people whom you respect finding it and being like, Oh, this is funny. I mean, like, that would be the the level of appreciation I
1: would be more than happy with. Mm-hmm. You mean just getting mentioned by like Don Holly on Twitter isn't enough of a validation for your 15 year long endeavor?
0: I mean, Don Holly's great. I love Don Holly. And, you know, our mutual friend Sarah Chambers, like, yeah. anytime she messages me and is like, I love Molly's voice, this episode is hilarious. That's awesome. And it feels great. But it's, you're like, I want more people to find it and right. say these things and not because there's some sort of hole inside me because I've I've become strangely functional as an adult the last year or two um I don't know if it's like all the therapy and the fucking vitamins I shove in my face and trying to <laughs> exercise or whatever but like pandemic wasn't the hell for me that it was for other people like I was I was like eh, I'm kind of prepared for this and even as things shut down again for whatever the fuck variant we got going on now, I'm just kind of like, it is what it is. But I I would like to, because we also talked about this, there's a certain high you encounter when someone whom you really respect says like, oh, I find you funny. Like I find your your work tremendous. Like that that's a, a validation that I think goes beyond like some rando finding my sex tape on Pornhub. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. I mean, and not to say that, you know, some rando finding your sex tape on Pornhub and appreciating your work isn't also a, like really no, that'd be great. nice yeah. humbling experience. Oh, um, I mean,
0: like, look, all comedy aside, if just someone at random like saw my erect cock and was just like, wow, that is a big cock, like, there's no piece of comedy. that I could put out there that got like great feedback that would ever make me feel better than those words being uttered.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, it's strange. And I totally, I I agree with you. I mean, because I have had people whose work I really respected, you know, compliment me on something that I did and it was invaluable. And I guess that's, you know, to me that's a far more important than just having like hordes and hordes of people, like following, because I also know people who have like huge followings, but it still feels like their careers are sort of like stuck in you know this middle ground or something um but
0: who are these people? Can
1: they validate <laughs> me? Now? I can't name names because then I'll be blacklisted from the social circles I'm not a part of anyway, um but you know it just sort of feels like it's it's chasing the the following before the cart a little bit yes. um but you know you're right where it's like you know you want to feel as though your work is leading somewhere and that it's serving some purpose and when it is recognized by people you respect that's like an a, re- a really amazing high because ultimately like deep down I think all of us just have this big Giant gaping hole in us from the trauma of birth <laughs> that nothing can really fill, but maybe comedy will
0: really. So, just nine months inside the human body is we'll what just makes us ruin all fucked you,
1: up. ruin yeah. you for the rest of your life.
0: So, we really do need to be like raised in that raised by wolves kind of way where we're just like little fetuses squirted into sex. <laughs> And then we're gonna pop out and invent God and in the afterlife and all that shit. Did you watch that show? It was a good show, right?
1: No, I didn't watch that. I have no idea what you're talking. About.
0: Oh, it was the it was the Ridley Scott thing on HBO oh. like a year and a half ago. And if I recall, there was some sort of like this might shock you. It was a sci-fi post an <laughs> apocalyptic battle of some sort, <laughs> and what was left of humanity was like raised by these cyborgs that pretty much just like would take the the itty like maybe just zygotes and mash them together like sea monkeys and you know birthed people that i think the experiment was like they are to be free of religion like we're not going to talk about religion and shocker like not to sound like a fucking amateur philosopher on my own but like these people like the the kids we cut to them at like age five and six and some of them are dying and stuff they just start inventing the terms of like God and the afterlife themselves (laughs) because there's, there's everything we hate about humanity is just baked into us. You know what I mean? Like I, I believe so little of this shit is learned Molly. Like (laughs) you could, you could put 20 kids on a fucking (laughs) Island as babies. And I hate it when, Oh, how much do you read online? Racism is learned. It's like, uh uh-huh. Give it like three generations. We'll find new ways to hate each other. You know what I mean? Like,
1: other. I think that people are visually driven. And I think that, you know, we do sort of like knee jerk to like, you know, just based off like our knee jerk reaction to a thing or if someone looks different from us yeah, or I, I if think- something, it's, and it's just like an, You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that you know it's probably the basis for it, where it's like you know otherizing people. Or the best case
0: scenario is if you took like yeah, 20, 50 infants, whatever, and they were tended to in a way that they could grow up. They would just learn like new ways to segregate (laughs) and hate, like based on like knee shape or toe length (laughs) or something. And you'd be like, fuck, so much unexplored territory. the
1: cone nipple did you see rick and morty there was like a race war on an alien planet but it was like the cone nipple people versus the um circle nipple people <laughs> and and summer's like but you're all basically the same and morty's like oh summer first race war huh <laughs> um yes yeah, it's, <laughs> that, it's that
0: entirely i have not seen that one but it is a thousand percent that we would just figure out new things we're incredibly resourceful in all the bad ways as a species <laughs> like we'll never let you down when it comes to letting you down
1: right yeah i feel and i feel like that's also like most people's political arguments against um communism where it's like you know oh well the communists are like dictators and you want everything to be like you know you want to be told what to do or have no personal freedoms and it's like that's not communism in theory that's just people yeah, that's communism exactly. that's fascism that's capitalism that's just like you put a person in power and shit's gonna go wrong
0: it's like almost every ism in theory
1: ain't bad you Except- know what I mean? like people come up with them because they work
0: in theory <laughs> like
1: right <laughs> The only ism that works in practice is jism, and that's because there's no president.
0: <laughs> Jizzism. <laughs> it jizz is. uh shit, Uh shit. Yeah, so speaking of failures of power, I, mm-hmm. my last recording was Sunday night, because mm-hmm. in a moment of anticipation and clarity, Sean was like, hey, we're supposed to get some snow Monday. Maybe we plan around that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. And my My little area of Northern Virginia for the better part of this week has been a national news story <laughs> because, like thirty to forty miles of i ninety five like mm. people were just snowed onto it for like a day and a half, right? Something like that Jesus like Christ, yeah, like the snow started falling. I want to say early early monday morning in essence like you were waking up to the snowfall monday morning and people i think weren't getting off 95 until tuesday at some
1: point oh shit
0: it was absolutely (laughs) crazy i know that like i i remember reading on a front page of cnn my mom is 90 and i live with her at the moment (laughs) so i would be walking in and out of the living room and hear various nightly news reports where that was like one of the lead stories isn't it fun when I mean, well, fuck, you live in New York, so your your local news is national news like all the time. But for like us out in the sticks, it's kind of a treat, even if it's always for the wrong reasons. <laughs>
1: <to> <laughs> You're see. like, oh my god, there's the local Pet Mart. Like I just <laughs> drove by there yesterday. It's on I TV. sold
0: cocaine behind that shopping center.
1: Yeah, look. Oh, it's waving to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh I like it's it's kind of crazy because a buddy of mine lives down that way and he still doesn't have power as of oh, today. Fuck. We're we're talking, you're about to, I guess this would be what day six, right? Yeah. Monday. Yeah. yeah. Monday through Saturday. He briefly got it back yesterday and then it went off. I mean, he's just been in a hotel for days at this point, but like that stretch of highway, I think it's hard to impress upon people if anyone even remembers this story? I know that we're, like, in the 10-minute news cycle world these days, <laughs> so me talking about a, a tidbit from Monday, people are like, shut the fuck up, what are you talking about?
1: People but... are like, what's Monday? When did that happen? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it exactly. sounds so long ago.
0: Um, Yeah, like, that stretch of highway is just known to us in this area as forever congested. I mean, like, it's not a bit. There's really never not traffic there. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, there's incessant road work it's just high volume period by being you know on 95 like the nation's commerce and drug artery like like literally mile zero of 95 is i think key west and like i cannot tell you what percentage of cocaine (laughs) and whatever the fuck else snakes its way up to maine up 95
1: just imagine all those poor souls huddled in their car beating off and snorting cocaine to stay warm (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. It was
1: we're not going to make it to Key West today. Fuck it. We're dipping into the inventory. <laughs>
0: yeah, everyone else is like hungry and thirsty and they've just coked their way through another survival situation. Yeah. But it uh yeah, what happened? I mean, like tractor trailers started jackknifing all over mm, the place. I think there God. were like 40 or 50 jackknife tractor trailers trees for whatever reason with the snowfall like we got six inches here and I cannot tell you how many trees were sheared apart by it. Mm-hmm. Like like there's all sorts of different snows, you know what I mean? There's like the yeah. wet and smushy snow, and then there's like the dry and heavy snow. I guess right. this was like the tree killer snow because it pulled down <laughs> trees left and right, and suddenly like people could not get out to like the boonies where my buddy lived to work on his power stuff. So it was like days just of chainsawing fallen trees.
1: Shit.
0: You know, to it's you're just fucked wherever you live if there's a disaster coming. I think that's the lesson here. Yeah. if you're in the city, like you are, and, Mm -hmm. like, food gets scarce, congrats. Like, you you haven't been growing it anywhere, you know what I mean? Like, it's quickly going to be, you know, rats in a sinking ship style Mm -hmm. mayhem for you.
1: Oh, I'll just eat the rats for as long as I can.
0: (laughs) Sweet, delicious rodent meat. (laughs) And... If you're out in the boonies, like my friend, congrats. If anything goes wrong with your utilities, it's like, fuck's sake, man. Six days without power? I I would not be
1: sane. Right. Well, this but, is what Jason and I were sort of debating where it's like, you know, do we stay here or do we try to move to one of these states where it's like supposed to pan out a little better for climate change? But that's also kind of a fallacy because climate change it's sort of like covid it's it's not going to pick and choose where
0: it's right <laughs> <P-H-A-L-U-X>. <laughs> <laughs> <Of> the
1: <fantasy>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that's the good kind (laughs) um this is the bad kind which is like
0: (laughs) the jism of fallacy yeah
1: yeah um it's uh yeah i mean everyone's gonna suffer in some way so it's like do you want to starve in a food desert and potentially get flooded and be underwater do you Um, want to lose your power for days um i have been actually in my infinite paranoia um, saving seeds from the food that we eat and sprouting them but I don't know what I'm going to do when there's no water to water them and how long it's going to take for these potentially hybrid seeds to sprout fruit if they ever will so it's more just a, I don't you know, know
0: why that's so funny to me but you're <laughs> like look uh, I've been spitting out the apple seeds and
1: I've got, <laughs> you I've see got
0: multiple two inch sprouts yeah and uh
1: maybe i'll eat them i don't know i think when you feel ultimately powerless even doing something small and crazy and useless if that's what gets you through well it's
0: it's funny my friends (laughs) who have had kids they're the ones that deep down like because you care about the kids aren't able to just accept like we're probably all fucked uh, (laughs) like yeah for me because i just have the cats Mm -hmm. i'm like look they lived to 10 they had a good run i'm 40 like who really gives a shit like if it's gonna fall down just let it fall down like
1: it's probably going to fall down um i i you know and yeah i have periodic nervous breakdowns about it um i did i used to have nervous breakdowns about this before i had kids um, okay. like I was the annoying friend who would like go out with their friends and be like, I spent six hours today crying about climate change, and my friends being like, Yeah, you should just keep that to yourself. Um but like
0: your buddy Tucker Carlson.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Newt and Chuck and you know all my buddies. <laughs> Mr. Hannity. Um, yeah. I um I I was also raised with um a hefty amount of delusional optimism. Okay. Um, because, uh, you know, my mom always like told me this story about like, she was sitting on an airplane, um, next to, I forget if it was Terry Southern or somebody who was like a writer, but also her, one of her professors Mm -hmm. at NYU. Um, and, um, you know, she was freaked out about AIDS because they had all the numbers projected about how fast it was spreading. And she was like, Oh, by this year, everyone will have it. And, and he was like, you know, if we were still using horse drawn carriages, England would be buried in horseshoe. Oh,
0: right? that old argument. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, never rule out the power of human ideas. I mean, now it's sort of like, well, the clock is ticking, y'all. If we're going to have any brilliant ideas, we better do it really yeah, fast. Yeah. Well,
0: currently, um, London is up to its chin in horseshit.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> People I are mean, like, any day now. Yeah. I don't, I really don't know. Um, But all I know is that, like, I can't give in to despair because it's not an option for me. So I have to stay delusionally hopeful for my kids so that Mm -hmm. I can have the strength and endurance to kill all the rats that we're going to eat as we (laughs) just wait out the days. You know, at, at the end of the day, you know. I I don't know what we think the end game is. It really is just like surviving as long as you humanly can, even though it's all going to end or we're all just going to die one day. Anyway, you really just have to like claw in by the tips of your fingernails and just hold on for as long as you can. That's all it is.
0: It is. It's just, surviving and blasting your your jism everywhere. yeah that's and i
1: did those two, i'm doing those two things
0: yes you're dumping loads left and right
1: yeah so i don't see why i should have to have a lot of twitter followers
0: yeah because <laughs> or... you've, you've won in the grand scheme of it you've procreated and yes
1: yes i won i'm alive and i'm here yeah much to everyone's chagrin um yeah so i don't know um, we'll see if anyone pulls a solution out of their ass. Or maybe like, you know, big catastrophic something something, and then there's a few stragglers left and then we evolve into like dolphin people or something. I don't um, like that.
0: And for the record, Molly, I don't want you to sweat it too bad because if it all goes to hell, little kid coffins are so adorably tiny.
1: And they're so much cheaper than full-grown coffin. Oh my
0: god, it's insane.
1: And also, when you're already dead and your children are dead, who's gonna worry about the coffin? Yeah,
0: but like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) let's be real, kinda cute to pick out the mommy coffin, the daddy (laughs) coffin, and the baby coffin.
1: I'm surprised that we haven't reached the point in our, like, post-capitalist nightmare that they, like, have customized, like, Paw Patrol coffins for little kids.
0: (laughs) I mean, it all started with Gene Simmons doing the Kiss Coffin.
1: I know people who would be buried in a Kiss Coffin.
0: Yeah, his name was Dimebag Daryl. He was a guitar <laughs> hero.
1: I believe his he's buried, was Gene in a,
0: he was buried in a Kiss Coffin with one of Eddie Van Halen's prized guitars. Um, oh, my God. oh, yeah. And uh, Gene Simmons made a big deal of like, I all right, <laughs> this is Gene Simmons of Kiss, and I <laughs> I gave him the coffin for free. It's like, it's <laughs> fifty five hundred dollar coffin you fucking (laughs) piece of shit
1: (laughs) that he's such a fucking asshole
0: he is the worst i don't know if there is a shittier human being out there than gene simmons
1: (laughs) he's like if merchandising was a person
0: yeah and every so often i'll look up the daughter because he's got a daughter oh she's hot
1: Yes. Both his kids are fucking gorgeous. Well,
0: yeah, and it's like, which which fucking side did that come from? Gene Troll <laughs> Simmons or playmate <laughs> of the fucking century, Shannon Tweed? You know, like, yeah. huh? <laughs> who did the heavy lifting genetically <laughs> in the attractiveness department here? Right. Oh god, but yeah, the daughter's cute, man.
1: Yeah, she's really cute. The son's cute, too. We used to watch that show. I mean, they were both going through their, like, exasperated teenager phase. Um, Oh,
0: was it Family Jewels or something like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was like any reality show about rich, famous people. It's like, you don't watch because you actually like anybody's personality. Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, good for him. You know. He
0: He won, too. He has attractive children. Right? Yeah.
1: And, uh, do they do anything? I mean, they probably fucking hate his guts, but also um still Also
0: know where their bread is buttered.
1: Yeah, I mean exactly. I mean, hey, child of nepotism. Yes. Um uh, raised by narcissists, hate the narcissist, but need the narcissist. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm too emotionally crippled now to be a real person. <laughs>
0: i like that i
1: like that it also foists all the blame on the parent and it like completely absolves me of having to take any personal yeah you know
0: i i can relate i mean my dad died and left me a bunch of key blanks and what
1: an asshole (laughs) yeah and i was
0: able to start a locksmithing company with or continue his i should say so yeah we were both born on third is what i'm trying to (laughs) you. um yeah, I so that was the big thing this week. That it's just been frosty as shit outside. Um, I I guess improv picked back up after several weeks off,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that was kind of okay. Uh, the class was all right. The we have a the group practice with the the kind of the the group that I had been doing classes with since July. We have a standing Wednesday practice that was back on after a few weeks off. One of the guys in the group, JJ, I love him to death. Uh, he thought better of this, but other people shouted him down. He was like, (laughs) Hey, look, I'll just ask, do you want me to bring my puppy to, (laughs) to the practice? And I was just like, of course, you know me. I'm like, no fucking, (laughs) like I, who gives a shit about a puppy? Go to a goddamn dog park or a pet store or volunteer. If you want to play with a puppy, like this is it's a goddamn improv practice you know and everyone of course is lying through their teeth like no we'll be able to juggle these things oh my god yeah so you know cut to improv practice which was two hours of a (laughs) manic fucking puppy running around eating rawhide and whatever the hell else puppies do (laughs) and i mean we literally got in five minutes of doing anything that would fascinate me and i'm like you know what yeah i am that rare guy that actively does not care for dogs because they're too fucking demanding and i'm over it
1: please tell me the puppy had some like pretentious insider improv name like harold or
0: something oh (laughs) god uh no i forgot what the hell teddy toby toby there we go yeah kind of like kind of uh office nod or a roots nod i don't know (laughs) i don't know but it was like it was an eight month old puppy so (laughs) it's like still energetic enough to be an asshole, but too big to be cute? Like, because I'm not a psychopath. Like, if you show me, like, an eight-week-old puppy, a six-week-old puppy, I'm like, oh, look at that. But, like, eight months old, man, that's, like, the the tween of the puppy world. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Fuck that
1: not young enough to be cute not old enough to have sex with yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly the
0: peanut butter will make it sick like i don't it was the worst of all it was the futon of dogs you know like give me like an eight-year-old dog that's chill kind of cat-like in its behavior Mm. i can deal with that as well it's just that like middle ground a dog that i do not <laughs> fucking care for.
1: Well maybe like you know it's this little like revenge you should bring you should bring your cat.
0: Yeah, except <laughs> it wouldn't bother excellent. anyone.
1: <laughs> you know Roxy i need a place a profession and a and a you know an object <laughs> yes, that just yeah. sits on the floor and <laughs> scowls at you. <laughs>
0: just vomit so then her brother runs over and eats the vomit
1: yeah.
0: that'd be fucking great
1: <laughs> committing to the bet
0: yeah my cats are goddamn ozzy osborne and tony i um yeah so that would have pissed me off greatly if i didn't have like a job maybe eight minutes up the road like an emergency call so i was like you know what i'm gonna just be peaceful and view this all as a bonus. But if it weren't the case and I had driven an hour for this shit, I would be livid. So, yes, that's me coming clean to the world that, yeah, I fucking don't care for dogs. OK, I'm not just a cat guy. I find dogs actively annoying for the most part.
1: They are annoying. And, you know, when I was um, when I was a kid, um, my mom was dating somebody and you know she didn't understand why it was sort of like you know the avoidant Mm -hmm. type you know and I was like some people are like cats and some people are like dogs yeah and I just find dog people really annoying I don't know why I know that's mean that's making like a whole generalization I'm sure was that teacher who teaches about race Jane Elliott would be like how dare you Um, to make such sweeping generalizations um and, you know, but yeah, I um, I just find it sort of like a needy, excitable, extroverted energy that's too much sometimes.
0: Yeah, I, I, I need to work for it sometimes. You come to me sometimes, I come to you sometimes. If you're just up my ass 24-7, where's the magic there? Mm-hmm. Like, I, there used to be an Old West saying, this is the worst thing I'll ever say on the pod, and that's saying something but I shit you not I remember reading this God, yeah. do I say this one fuck this one's bad I hey I didn't coin this thing this is just something to fucking... is
1: this the pod we're gonna get cancelled for
0: well this <laughs> is this is like if you ever want to romanticize cowboys and be like oh, oh what God. beautiful to quote king of the hill as we've done autistic back and forth <laughs> yeah <laughs> a poet a cowboy poet <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, they would say, how are women and dogs alike? The more you beat them, the better they behave. Oh, for
1: fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like
0: that was just a fucking proverb at Oklahoma yeah. in the 1850s. <laughs> I'm that just kidding. That was the
1: state slogan. <laughs>
0: yeah. Blake Shelton told me that in an airport bar two months ago.
1: Yeah. A poet. A cowboy poet. A moron. An oxymoron.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... What I'm saying is I've always, with dogs at least, there really doesn't seem to be a threshold in terms of how much you can kind of just be meh about them. And they're like, well, let me crawl more up your anus and see if that fixes things. And you resent that because you want to have to work for it sometimes. But maybe also, I don't know about you, but I've seen my own needy behavior with other people especially my past mirrored in them and you're like how did i ever think sending those third you know third set of roses was a good idea
1: right yeah it's one of those things where it's like i know that i'm totally guilty of it at times and anytime i i go through it or think back on it i'm just so thoroughly disgusted with myself that i'm just like never again it's sort of like when you drink too much and you're like well i'm never doing that again even though you know eventually you probably will yeah you'll forget the the bad part yeah um you know or you'll actually be drinking and then like lose your inhibitions and crawl up someone's ass
0: that's (laughs) yes like physically though yeah happened all the time to andre the giant
1: (laughs) And then, the, and then he resents you for being too needy, because <laughs> <laughs> he wants to work for it sometimes.
0: Yeah, I, still my favorite ring entrance when uh, yeah someone would just tumble <laughs> out of Andre's ass and, as his tag team partner.
1: Wasn't that how Wallace Shawn entered in Princess Bride? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> he just stuck his head out of Andre's anus. Inconceivable. <sighs>
1: god damn no. yeah. yeah well okay so he so the fucking dog ruined an income okay so we covered that uh you hate puppies
0: <laughs> yes i hate puppies we I hate, hate about dog people coffins.
1: sweeping generalization against all dog people yeah
0: and i think i should close with i'm back on the market
1: ladies <laughs> <laughs> oh man so okay so no forward no forward motion with the with the the ginge the improv oh, queen oh no hell no I, I mean the
0: forward motion there is
1: <laughs> it was more of a stabbing motion
0: yeah the inertia of uh you know the corpse of that idea sinking to the bottom of a romantic ocean yeah no no i i completely i was actually again to talk uh about our super fan slash listener slash friend sarah chambers i you know after kind of having like that almost like schoolyard level crush for several months on someone that like on paper you know like you have a shared hobby they they've Mm -hmm. kind of got their shit together in life like they seem like a decent person um and seeing that still like just go very awry Mm -hmm. i was like in the gym yesterday lifting next to a woman with you know an ass that just literally looked like a pie halved down the middle right and was like, maybe four foot ten. And I was just like, you know, Sarah, I want to fuck someone again for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I am in the gym a lot. I think I just want to go... Yeah, And of course, it's a reaction to being hurt for, you know, like, actually wanting to do something with someone where you're like, we have shared interests. And, and hopefully this would work out for more than just physical reasons. And you know what? Yeah. After, after being around this possibly legal midget that made (laughs) me forget my own name. I was just like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we need to go back to (laughs) my 23 year old mentality of like, yes, I'm dumping the 8.7 for the 8.9. That's just math. (laughs) And then I realized how hollow and how little that would bring me joy. But it was funny to think like, that was kind of how I View dating for a long time so yeah no now that i'm back at home for a couple months man until i buy a place like i'm not even on dating apps like i'm not really doing anything on that front like i i literally just lift like kind of like remember, uh, I think Cuba Gooding Jr. when he sees Ice uh, Ice Cube and Boys in the Hood, and he's like, "Man, you got big." And he's like, "Yeah, I was doing time. Really, nothing nothing to do but lift and read." And it's like, "Yeah, I'm back to that. <laughs> like I can lift, read, and watch uh, Dirty Harry movies on my iPad." <laughs> and you were kind enough to send me two amazing dvds forbidden and mary and max i'm looking at them now i actually dug out my xbox 360 so i had a <laughs> dvd player again
1: i'm sorry i guess I yeah it's like a, the the newest format i could think to send it to you and i guess i could have just like gotten a download or something yeah send to the g- reel yeah right. a vhs tape with warped tape yeah um you know no getting back to the other thing you said though i mean like it's totally fine to want to fuck somebody for i mean is there a wrong reason to i mean as long as you don't have any violent intentions toward them or it's consensual like it's totally fine to see a pie ass and be like i don't give a fuck about your personality um i just want to fuck you
0: yeah and hope that actual pie is under your (laughs) that's why
1: you posted those pies the other day on twitter yes it was you were at the gym and you were thinking
0: that was the actual pie ass yeah no i
1: (laughs) it's it's i don't like i
0: don't do a ton in my day-to-day where i'm gonna bump into people like for the longest time in my 20s especially well not 20s and 30s i was I was back home a lot, and home means Chantilly, Virginia, which is a really boring suburb. Like, I don't want it to sound backwards, even though Chantilly sounds hick as shit. Like, it's pretty well-educated, but fuck, man, the burbs are boring. And no one's really, like, exposed to each other. You kind of just, it's hard to meet people like you would in the city where people are out living. And so... Uh, for most of my life I was meeting people online and a lot of times they tended to be far away so my only exposure day to day for much of my life to people was the gym and it's like good luck approaching people in the gym like in my 20s and 30s well 30s I kind of took off from the gym but in my 20s I kind of viewed it as this like I don't know Everest to be Mm -hmm. you know kind of conquered but at 40 I'm like I just don't think there's a real way to skin that cat. You know what I mean? Like, people are in here to fucking exercise and not be bothered, for the most part, if they're women. Like, and God help me, I just have digested that and respect it. And now you're kind of like, ugh.
1: <laughs> you're like, ugh, God, I re- I've internalized this respect for women. <laughs> <Where> <laughs> I don't mean, no just feel like bothering them. Well, yeah, exercise.
0: exactly. Because it's like, even even the least creepy approach is still going to be disruptive to someone's workout.
1: Yeah, even just a look and a smile and if it's the wrong vibe, like, you know, a woman's just gonna be like, ugh.
0: Yeah, yeah. I always think of that uh that move Chief Wiggum does where he's like, <laughs> turn on the
1: old Wiggum charm and he
0: <laughs> struts forward and <laughs> it, is it Mrs. Lovejoy screams like,
1: ah pervert or something like that. Yeah.
0: Like I feel that's me flashing a smile across gymnasium.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I um I, I've i maintained like a, a moderate you know relationship with exercise throughout my life but I've never been a gym person so I don't and I don't know that vibe of like yeah you're watching each other's bodies and it kind of turns yeah. you on and you want to approach each other but you also don't feel comfortable doing it my best friend growing up is you know he's gay so obviously like he goes to the gym and it's like just a giant
0: Oh Fox my God fest. I don't know how you segue I, people into wonder, it, yeah, you, how like
1: too.
0: gay dudes stereotypically are <laughs> so in shape, like the gym is just a goddamn orgy if you're a gay man, like it's I would never leave the gym right. if I were gay, like I'd literally join a twenty four hour gym, like rent out four to six of the lockers, put a refrigerator in them, and that'd be it. I'd never go home, mm. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you could easily I mean, I'm sorry that you can't I'm sorry it's not a choice. Um yeah. I, uh, I you know, I always felt like exercising in front of people is like masturbating. Like I don't want to do it in front of you unless I know you super well. Um
0: <laughs> Or you've paid.
1: Or or what?
0: Or you've paid, you know. Or
1: you've paid. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just something that like it feels um, I don't know, or like taking a dump. I don't know why I've like I've got like such a deep feeling of shame about like exercise, or it's like, oh, I
0: did too, for the I mean I, we again, this was covered in maybe like hour seven of yesterday's phone conversation, <laughs> but I remember I started getting into exercise at age. I, I was right about to turn nineteen, so I had been on a college campus, and it was like the first time. I saw dudes with muscles. And I was like, mother fuck! People can look like that in real life? Like I thought that was just shit for the movies. Because, like, you know, I hadn't, uh, as many jokes as I'll make, I hadn't really spent a lot of time around shirtless dudes at all. <laughs> and I looked at my own kind of skinny fat body, which cycled between, like, you know, I was probably, like, five, seven, five, eight at this point. And mm-hmm. depending on whether or not I was on Dexedrine, I was between, like, 140 and 160. Like, I was not particularly jacked one way or the mm-hmm. other. And I remember, like, asking my parents for weights. And they gave me, like, these adjustable Bollinger, I think, was the brand. It was pretty much, like, a little handle that had weights you could screw on that were, like, you know, your 10s, your 5s, and, like, 2.5s. Right. And... I remember sneaking these into the dorm like they were fucking marital aids. Like, (laughs) I was so embarrassed. Like, I wasn't just naturally jacked.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: Which is a weird impulse, but one that can continue with some guys into adulthood. Uh, As I often do, I will relay (laughs) an anecdote from the film Predator, where the rest of the cast would lift together. But Carl Weathers was so hell-bent on convincing everyone else that he was just naturally built that way that he would sneak out even before like their 6 a.m workouts like at 4 a.m and like lift on his own in the fucking freezing jungle and then go back to camp and be like oh you guys are going off to work out don't need that bye
1: (laughs) I just came back from breakfast
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Like, I have no clue why the fuck a dude that size felt the need to miss out on the camaraderie of lifting with a goddamn, like, you know, six-time Mr. Olympia and Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know. You know, for me, it's not that I I don't want people to think that I work. I, I guess it's maybe the panting
0: yeah yeah it, it's
1: where, I mean it's not like I'm panting heavily it's just sort of like it feels like a sexual thing a little bit and I think it's also like yeah exercising releases endorphins and it kind of turns you on and oh, like
0: fuck yeah I I can only imagine what it would be to be in a relationship where you two were like legit working out together like I think that'd be fucking amazing I, I'd like to think you'd go home and bang each other's brains out
1: I mean yeah probably
0: that's why I don't bring my cat to the gym <laughs>
1: Holy it would improv. just be too much of a spectacle, yeah, for everyone at the gym. <laughs> She's getting nailed. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that would be hot. I mean, I've never been in a relationship where we exercise together, um, and I guess I always felt bad about that because it's sort of like, um, you know how like is the this is such a sexist thing because it's not on the woman to take care of a man or to make sure that he's whatever, but it's it like is in Oklahoma. Or it's like, oh, you got to dress your man, make sure he looks good, you got to make sure that he exercises and stays in shape. And I'm just like, fuck my man, I'll do my yoga and if he gets fat, that's his fucking problem.
0: (laughs) It's funny you say that because I like my kind of experience with what you would call quote unquote city folk. (laughs) is in a lot of ways limited to what I do in the arts, specifically improv, the occasional stand-up, I guess. But Mm -hmm. I was about to say, I don't know if any of these people hit a dedicated gym. You have some people that dabble in yoga, and you have a lot of people that, like, engage in activities or biking, like, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, but there's not a... I don't hear a lot of, like, I am just going to gold, and I'm hitting the bench press or the squat rack. And there's some, there's some yeah. because I mean, when I did that month plus out in Arlington at my friend's place, like that's, you know, like two inches from the DC border. And I, I wasn't, you know, like the Omega man alone in the fucking gym. Like there were other people lifting, but it just, it does not seem to be like that sizable a percentage And maybe it isn't period. Maybe it's not like I'm encountering people at random out here in Chantilly either. And if I were, they wouldn't be all that lifting either. And I'm just judging this based on like, well, in Chantilly, my interaction with people is I either see them shopping or at a gymnasium. So yeah, I'm really stupid as I say this. No, line. no. As the fuck I mean, winds down.
1: You know, I I I know people that have uh gym memberships here and you know, maybe it's not like you know, you only meet people at a gymnasium. You can bump into them while they're walking too slow on the street or some shit. I like how you keep saying gymnasium. <laughs> the gymnasium, you gymnasium. know, when you're lifting when you're lifting your medicine ball in <laughs> here watching that's, your jack Lilane video something. there's something
0: so european <laughs> like i almost want the german for the gymnasium
1: that's just be a signal to you for how little i go to the fucking gym <laughs> I, I work out to in gymnasium. the gymnasium to look
0: good in the discotheque okay
1: yeah. that's how often i go to either of those things <laughs> Uh but yeah, I mean there's there's gymnasiums here <laughs> if you wanted to stare at some asses and <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean there's women.
0: there is New York Sports Club. I was uh that has the the kind of different regionally named splinters like there's Boston Sports Club. I was a two week employee of the Washington Sports Club down here.
1: Oh nice. How was yeah. it? Uh it sucked. <laughs> uh
0: you would be absolutely I was I joined to be a personal trainer and I did it for two weeks and I was like, this is the worst thing on earth.
1: It wasn't like any wacky, like burn after reading kind of hijinks or whatever.
0: No, no, none. I I, I have had the least hijinky job experiences, <laughs> like, period. Like everyone's always like, Oh my God, you've been like a locksmith for 20 years. Like, how many horny housewives? I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure zero. Like, I'm not going to act like I looked good for most of this. Like, I pretty much, again, had a giant uh, vacation from caring about my appearance and fitness levels from about 28 to uh, nine months ago. But, um, yeah, I, when I worked at the gym, I just, I remember it was a three-day workshop where they taught you how to personal train. And the first one was the day after I had quit my job Mm -hmm. when I had just gotten vehemently drunk. (laughs) Like, we're talking, like, 15 to 20 drinks, smoke an entire pack level drunk. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, and even at that level, uh, I was a jovial drunk. I've never been anything but a jovial drunk. Oh, okay. Like,
1: so it wasn't like you showed up like Jerry Maguire completely unhinged and <laughs> making a big out. passive-aggressive scene.
0: No, I, uh, I remember like sitting on the bar the night mm-hmm. before and they're like, sir, you can't actually sit on the bar. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. I-, I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. And I just remember I have never in my entire life smelled actual like booze and tobacco coming out of my pores as like cuz like any other instance if i were that just blazingly cripplingly hungover i would be in bed all day like a normal person mm-hmm. but instead i somehow thought like this workshop was going to just be like taking notes and it's like no shithead this is a physical job you're going to work out with the trainer and he's going to teach you techniques and oh yeah. god that was one of the the worst experiences of my life but <laughs> The only thing I can tell you about a gym that you might not realize is by virtue of the volume of the place and I guess maybe all the the shed skin cells or whatever the fuck, mm. like, you can dust down a treadmill. Like, I mean, toothbrush level clean. But mm-hmm. I was taking like a fucking rag or whatever the fucking Windex. That thing will be dustier than the mummy's taint 45 minutes later. Like it is, you want to talk about like trying to solve Israel and Palestine type (laughs) futility, like try to keep a gym dust free. It is fucking disgusting. There's not a dirtier place on earth. Yeah.
1: I, you know, I'm sorry. I could see that because my mom has like a million treadmills here with her orthorexia. Of course. Yes. Um, eating of shoes yes yeah and they just get so dusty is it like it's all just skin cells right it's all just dust mites shitting out our skin and stuff
0: that's gotta be a part of it i i don't know if it's like if you've been inside a gym like they tend to have these giant industrial fans Mm -hmm. where like you look up and all you can think is final destination (laughs) you know like they're like honest-to-God, 15-foot diameter type fans. Yeah. And you're like, well, how gross and dusty is my fucking three-foot fan at home after, like, two months of not cleaning it? You're like, these things probably never get cleaned. Hmm. Like, if I had to guess. And there's just so many nooks and crannies. And also, like, gyms just tend to skew in in terms like i would say in general a lot of um kind of what's the word i'm looking for franchises a lot of franchises are going to skew and and businesses in general i don't say like it's a right-leaning thing like if you own a business you want to keep the money for you you know what i mean it's like well is the dust getting to the point people are getting sick is it to the point like they can't use the place no well then who gives a fuck kind of and that's yeah. the mentality but yeah and which obviously you can't have in a restaurant because <laughs> dunkin donuts as gross as it is can't be like oh the lair of donuts on our munchkins who cares well everyone does like, you know, we've compromised enough by eating your shit. We're not going to allow you to feed us dusty shit, Duncan, okay?
1: Yeah, I guess it's like if you buy your, if you become the owner of a regional Pizza Hut versus if you buy your regional Gold's Gem, it's like,
0: yeah, quiet, yeah, a little more. Cleanly. Like, I- The gyms kind of skew to the nth degree in terms of the whole, like, hey, you know, like, I idolize the American dream and Arnold Schwarzenegger and fuck government regulation kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, Fox viewership and being really big about dusting things, maybe not the biggest Venn diagram overlap. Mm. I don't know.
1: It sounds like the perfect time to be going to a gym during like a Omicron surge. Yeah, everyone's probably just like there and maskless and shedding their um, body tissue all over. The place. And,
0: and that's kind of where I'm at because it's like I uh, I don't want to like I don't want to bring out the Chantilly in me, but I kind of am at the point where it's like, look, I'm in okay shape. I'm pretty sure everyone in my family has had this crap at some point. Cause like, let's be real, a lot of us probably just had it, we're asymptomatic, don't fucking know it. Like, you know, I've had my goddamn booster. I'm working out in a mask. Like, yeah. I just want to have some shred of living. Like, I'm not out right. there dating. Even yeah. the improv stuff we're doing is masked. It's like
1: yeah you take like, every precaution you can to just like have some semblance of normalcy
0: yeah at a certain point it's like i can't do more animal crossing
1: i can't <laughs> like
0: fucking dom nook is a cocksucker we're done with him
1: it's I not can't. gonna improve my glutes to do more animals yeah
0: and i get it like you you have kids at home like beyond vaccine age like and as much as we talked about how adorable tiny coffins are
1: mm-hmm.
0: um you know, it's more of a family purchase from Costco. You don't want to get just the week off in itself.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it is what it is. Everyone's like weighing the risks and, and making the decision that, you know, they feel is, is best for them. Um, But, you know. As long as you're safe, it's <laughs> you're not like licking the equipment. So, oh, so here's a question. I mean, now we've talked about like skin cells all over the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you ever hear any stories about people getting herpes from gym equipment?
0: I've always heard stories of it. Like, you know, there were rumors of kids getting herpes from gym mats at my high school and shit. I don't know how true any yeah. of that was. Um, <laughs> I do know that like when I first went back to the gym, I was doing uh, a bunch of like, I guess it was preacher curl, Mm -hmm. which is like this weird, I shouldn't say weird, it's pretty basic bicep exercise where you're seated. Uh, There's like a padding that is under your upper arms and your elbows at like a 45 degree angle mm-hmm. and i was just kind of resting my stupid arms on those for a while and like i'll be damned if i didn't get like the second wart i've ever had on my elbow no like, way oh yeah like two weeks after doing a bunch of preacher curls, so i was a little more mindful about like not just chilling on the equipment bare-skinned <laughs> after that because i'm like Ugh. And not that it was an ordeal at all they I think uh, they tried to freeze it and did like a super half-assed job of it. And then eventually they're just like, okay, we're just going to cut it out. And I was like, all right, have fun.
1: Yay. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. So I have like another cool little scar on my body now. from, But yeah, that that definitely happened. My first was from uh, playing Street Fighter 2 a bunch after constantly masturbating with Vaseline. And the Vaseline eventually kind of got into the controllers and was on my thumbs ah! and formed like a weird virus seal thing. And uh, uh, no. yeah, eventually you do enough hot utens and spinning pile drivers and uh, you got a you wart on your thumb
1: joint. <laughs> it happens. No, I asked because um I had a family member whose ex-husband tried to pull that shit with her where it's like, you know, oh, he cheated on me and gave me harpies, but he said I got it from the gym and. Then I got I'm, to be privy to that whole argument.
0: I mean, if he had it on, like, his <laughs> knees slash, like, hands, maybe? But uh, <laughs> unless he was fucking the gym mats, no?
1: Oh, no, he tried to say that she got it from the gym and that it wasn't even from him. Oh, It was yeah. just really funny because it's just sort of like, you know, oh, yeah, sure it was the teacup. It wasn't <laughs> your husband cheating on you. Um, <laughs> you know.
0: I mean, good on him for trying the hail mary.
1: He should have said it was warts. <laughs> if you're mistaken. You have warts, and it was from the gym.
0: I yeah, I don't know honestly. I'm not a hundred percent. I don't want to blame the gym a hundred percent on that because it definitely was like not long after I got my second shot, and both uh, actually puppy bringing JJ and I got mm-hmm. shingles after the second half of her vaccines Mm. and like I don't want to say don't get your shit because you know like a lot of friends have had mild side effects from it like one friend immediately got her period even though she had had it the week prior another (laughs) friend didn't get her period for like six weeks so it's (laughs) to the point where I'm like okay I'm noticing patterns here but also like you know none of us got autism or more than we've got it already so like you know fucking go get vaccinated it's not a big deal but uh, yes I it could have been that i'm not entirely sure i i think i want to blame the dirty gym equipment more but i i don't have a great answer either way you know why because i'm not a fucking scientist great
1: yeah now now thanks to you there's going to be people online saying that the vaccine gives you warts and shingles in your period (laughs) i mean all these dudes are gonna be like i don't want my period I my body my choice
0: yeah i can it, it's just anecdotal purely anecdotal and none of these were serious side effects if anything <laughs> i thought it was awesome i got to do my my level four improv class uh grad show performance like full of paint well i i wanted to make it sound so cool like i was Doped up on opiates, I popped a fucking Tylenol thirty minutes before showtime and had a great performance. And now I get to view it as like my Michael Jordan flu game, you know what I mean? But like,
1: it's like your John Belushi moment. I was so drugged up on Tylenol, but my improv was spectacular. Yeah,
0: no, uh, that's all that happened. I had I had an ouchie in my armpit and I took a fucking Tylenol suppository, of course. Me and my sensitive tum-tum.
1: You're not supposed to put suppositories in your armpit.
0: <laughs> Look, uh, the preparation age keeps my armpits perky and young, and certain people have certain fetishes. Okay. <sighs> all
1: right, you yeah. should start an OnlyFans for that very specific fetish.
0: I guarantee you it's out there already, but we'll we'll get there. I'll I'll do it. What the hell? Yeah. We're all gonna have OnlyFans by 2023. That literally the the world economy by the middle of this decade is just going to be all of us trying to get the attention of either Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos to pay into our only fans. That's it. <laughs> It'll just be two mega billionaires and the rest of us fanning out our genitals.
1: You're saying, yeah. <laughs> um, like requesting only fans payments so that we can plan our Trivago vacation to Tijuana for our liver replacement surgery when we all have cancer.
0: Yes. with <laughs> I love it. Um, well, cool. Shall we, Molly?
1: Shall we? Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then we can hop off this call and just start talking normally. <laughs>
1: I'll probably be funnier when we're off than I've been during this whole show.
0: <laughs> uh, it's okay. Don't worry. I was <laughs> You were funny. We were we were
1: funny. We were was great. Was it subpar for you too? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was. I didn't deliver either. You know, I was trying to mash this unirected comedy penis into a dry <laughs> haha vagina, but
1: Pocket <laughs> <Fuck it>, Sam. <laughs>
0: yes uh molly if they want to get a hold of you on twitter and insta how do they do that again
1: uh i'm at molly Schmolly on twitter and at molly heckerling on instagram
0: m-o-l-l-i-e i I am john papagiorgio at papa's basement on both p-a-p-a-s basement uh cool please share this show um don holly if you are currently listening to this episode listen to more
1: We love you, Don.
0: We love you, Don, Holly.
1: Don't lie on any gym equipment for too long.
0: Yes, because then your cat will blame you for, uh, you know, try to brand you with infidelity. And uh, it'll just be some innocent elbow herpes from a bicep workout. No big deal. Okay.
1: (sighs) Nice. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
0: you, Molly. All right.
1: Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.